Hello and welcome to Leanne Ward Nutrition, a podcast where you will find expert advice on all things health and nutrition related. Each week, we will discuss my three niche areas of gut health, emotional eating and sustainable fat loss. My hope for this podcast is to cut through the BS online and show you real, practical and evidence-based messages around nutrition so you can live your best life day in and day out. So sit tight, buckle up and let's get started on today's podcast. Today in the podcast, we chat to one of my favorite foodies, Leah Itzinas. Leah is a creative, self-taught cook and author with a passion for making real food healthy and delicious. Her mission is to help people all around the world become healthier and more confident in the kitchen with her bear community. Leah was originally studying to become a teacher, but unsure about this, she took a personal training course and when she began training clients, she found herself developing simple recipes to suit them and this fueled a passion for cooking and nutrition. These days, Leah spends hours every day creating content for her half a million followers online and cooking up delicious, easy and nutritious recipes for her fans. In our chat today, we discuss how she became one of Australia's leading self-taught cooks, what a typical day in her shoes looks like, how she finds her inspiration to create all of her recipes, her thoughts on why people can't achieve their health goals, how to improve your cooking skills at home, her kitchen essentials that she recommends for everybody, what it was like working with dietitians to create her eating guides, and Leah's light bulb moment from working with them. We also discuss the things that she wishes everybody knew about cooking and eating well, her favorite go-to meals to cook at home, her favorite tips to save money but still eat well, Leah's favorite lower calorie substitute ingredients, and the biggest myths that she sees when it comes to cooking at home. And finally, we discuss how to eat out socially and enjoy balance, Leah's travel tips to stay healthy, and her meal prep ideas for beginners. Don't forget to give Leah a follow on social media. Her handle is at Leah Itzinas, so L-E-A-H-I-T-S-I-N-E-S. And let's dive into today's podcast with Leah. Welcome, Leah, to the podcast. It is very, very exciting to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I love it. I would love to um, let our listeners know a little bit about your journey to where um, to where you are right now, to being one of Australia's leading self-taught cooks. Could you please share t- with our listeners just a little bit about um, how you got to where you are? Because it's, it's been an incredible journey. It has been. It's been a, um, a long one, but also it's a very blurred one because everything happened so quickly and it's, it, it continues to happen so quickly. So I'm all about like, I, I go on a tangent of one thing and then something else pops up in my head. And I'm like, oh, that happened too. <laughs> um, so basically I was a personal trainer um, back in 2014 and I did that for um, three years. Uh, and then I before before being a personal trainer, see, I, I do this, I'll go back. <laughs> before being a personal <laughs> trainer, I went to uni for two years doing teaching and I um, I hated that degree, just wasn't something that I wanted to do. And then I um, basically got really sick at that point and I got glandular fever. So I was like super ill, but I was doing that, like, you know, drinking with my friends and eating not very well, not very good food on the weekends or all day, every day. Um, and obviously, cause I got my license, I was like hungry jacks every day. So <laughs> it was not good for my health. And I decided that I would leave uni cause I couldn't, I like physically couldn't get there. And then I, went and did personal training because it just was convenient that my sister had just left her gym, her home gym. So I took over that. Um, and then I did three years in that. And at that time, um, I was giving a lot of my clients like food advice as much as I could as a personal trainer, but I was, um, 
obviously, you know, I really liked healthy food from my background um, and getting myself better from glandular fever. I started to eat better. You know, I stopped drinking. I still haven't had a drink since, you know, to, whatever, 2015. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been a really, really long time and a really long time coming. But I basically got my passion back for cooking because it made me feel so good because it got me back on track with my with my health. Um, and then I was still doing personal training and I still wanted to give more to my clients, but I wasn't able to. And I was doing stuff online as well, like putting some recipes up for them and giving them ideas and stuff. And I basically put everything up online and, and I did get a couple of follows, but, you know, people from the other side of the world were like, oh, can how, how can I get this recipe or how can I um, – give you like you know I want I want to have your advice and I was like well I really can't do it from my home in little little Unley um so me and I met I actually met my partner and we've been together for three years and ever since then we've been working together so we would um sneak into a library that wasn't our library it was like literally it was a random university library we snuck into <laughs> and we stole the um texters and we jumped into a room and just wrote up on the board like what I what we really wanted to get out of this and um he was amazing he was an amazing he was got very he's got a very like businessy sort of mind and I'm very creative so we kind of worked mm-hmm. really really well together and we came up with um the first bear of what we wanted to do and I really wanted to teach people how to eat healthy from just from scratch just to, like starting basic because that's what I'd see within my own clients like they just didn't know the small things like the small changes that you can make to make your life healthy you don't have to you know restrict so far back and that was a real passion for me so we came up with that and then kind of all snowballed <laughs> from there <laughs> and it's all it's always been online hasn't it the healthy eating the recipe guides that sort yes of thing. yeah yeah all online so I obviously did my did my clients you know um gave them things and tried to do meal planners with them but I didn't want to um I really like and of course like being a personal trainer we don't get that much nutrition advice or we don't learn that much and it's I would I really really wanted to be able to learn and give the right um, like the right knowledge um so I hired a dietitian to help me with that to make sure what I was doing on my side was you know completely scientifically and factually correct so that I could give out the correct information and um, do good for people Um, and that was yeah that was super important. Wonderful and then fast forward what three years into the future what does a typical day in your shoes look like these days? Oh gosh Um, (laughs) so we've had to like my days are are long now they're really really long and I know that um I do understand like, you know, online that might not seem that there's much effort and work into it, but there's more than I could have ever imagined. Um, so I'm basically, my partner and I are up at quarter to five in the morning, um, out the door by five, 10 past five at the gym, come home, like shower, have breakfast, get to the office by like 7.30. And then we are like, I'm, he goes upstairs and does all the um, you know, computer work and all the hard stuff. And I go downstairs and I'm um, in the kitchen and I'm just cooking and creating. And um, this, like today, I've got seven recipes I need to have made by the end of today, shot, photo, wow. video. Yeah, it's really cool. Yesterday we did 10 videos um, with the videographer that we've got. So our days are pretty much jam-packed just cooking and creating at the moment. That's amazing. Yeah. And do all those recipes go online for your for your massive social media influence online? You're, you've got over half a million followers, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so amazing. Got, yeah, so we've got um, – we basically do a couple free recipes a week and then mm-hmm. we create um, – so with our guide at the moment, we've we've done that one and we did sort of vegetarian version. So a lot of that creating went into going into that guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're doing another version as well, which we haven't like obviously released yet, but we're doing um, – so all of that is going into – that kind of stuff so it's just 
it, it feels like it's going nowhere, but it, it will eventually. Like it's going into something. <laughs> Definitely. So you use the majority of your, um, I guess, recipes and creations and that sort of thing to a give free content out online, but mm-hmm. also to um, obviously provide it to your your tribe and the, the people in Bears and App as well, isn't it? It's um so at the moment it's a program online, so it's not an app as of yet. But you can log into our backend portal and everything's there and saved for you. And um yeah, you can download whenever you want. Wonderful. Now on Instagram, I always, I have a good stalk of you on Instagram and I always see <laughs> the most adorable pictures of you and Kayla with like your grandparents. So oh, cute. They're the best. <laughs> have they yeah, had yeah. a big influence on your cooking background, the ingredients you use, how you started out when you said that you were a young girl and you wanted to, you know, you finished your teaching degree, you wanted to get a bit healthier. Where did yeah. you start? Where was that first place? Like, did you start Googling how to be healthy or what was yeah, that yeah. first step for you in case there's anyone listening at home who um, might be in a similar situation, just sort of starting uni or not sure where to go with their life they're a bit younger and they don't have a lot of health or nutrition knowledge behind them where did you start in terms of um educating yourself and upskilling yourself yeah so well for me um I came I grew up in a really like Greek family so we're all about like you know healthy fresh homemade meals all the time so I'm lucky in that way that I did come I did grow up with that kind of thing um so we did have lots of healthy food I just chose the unhealthy options so I chose the hungry jacks the eating out all that kind of stuff that wasn't probably the best when I had home cooked meals at home (laughs) so um for me what I did do is I just did I just did my research I really did and I and I you know I went to a dietitian myself and I wanted to learn like I just said like I'm unhealthy what can I do and they gave me their ideas and I went back and researched that and really and I and then again with social media I followed people that I really wanted to learn from um especially like you know your profile you give out so much information and you're like okay well that's that's you know it's factual and I and I can I can appreciate that and then you can take that into your life so I did my research I really did love it and coming back to your grandparents because they're the sweetest people (laughs) did they do they ever come in and help you like do a big cook up or anything like that yeah absolutely they um so when we bought this warehouse they came in and they like they helped so much doing all the like you know packing and and oh they're the best they did all my labels and my jars they're just they're just the best but they um my grandma I used to when I obviously when mum would work I'd stay with her um and we would just cook all day so I definitely have a massive like love for her because she just is you know and you know you can't ever cook like her which is so annoying because so you can stand right next to her and still work so safe. true because there's no yeah. there's never any recipe to follow it's, it's just a pinch of this nah. and a dash of that or we might add a little bit of this today yeah, yeah exactly and then then the next week she won't add any of those things and add something else I'm like that you did tell me that <laughs> so it's just so unfair and does she is she influenced by a lot of like um seasonal sort of produce fresh herbs that sort of thing she's got a great yeah. veggie gardens and that sort of thing doesn't exactly. she exactly so she basically does all her stuff and she just buys like fresh meats but she will grow everything so anything that's in season she'll she'll cook it and grow it and it's amazing that's amazing and the uh, the weather down in Adelaide that's that's fine in terms of growing veggies herbs that sort of thing doesn't get too hot in summer well, I mean, in summer it does, but like my grandpa is like a ninja. He's such a good like grower, and I have no idea what he does, but he can grow anything. That's so funny. Meanwhile, my like all my herbs and my plants in my office are slowly dying. Yeah, I'm the same. worst. <laughs> my fiddle downstairs is not having a fun time. <laughs> All right. So um, in terms of everything that you've learned over the last couple of years, people responding to you, asking you questions on social media, that sort of thing, what do you find um, from your perspective is a, is a big reason that people, I guess, aren't really able to achieve their health goals? Or is there anything that you see that really holds people back in terms of beginning or mm. continuing with a healthy lifestyle? 
I think it's um, knowledge. I think it's like the the fact that they like people just don't know, and it's like maybe they, they don't know, but they they're bombarded with so much information, and they don't know how to decipher it. They don't know like you know what is and isn't real, and what like you know if someone's saying carbs are bad, but the next article carbs are great for you, and the next article like carbs will kill you. So it's like how are you supposed to, as a regular person who just wants to get into healthy eating, what what are you supposed to believe, and who are you supposed to believe? So I think it's. It's just knowledge. And then I also think it's something as well as knowledge, like the fact that people go into healthy eating thinking it's like, you know, oh, now I have to eat healthy. I have to, you know, and it's, and it's a, it kind of gets seen as a negative, mm-hmm. which, is, um, which is sad because it doesn't have to be at all ever. So um, I think that's the thing that people think as soon as you go to healthy eating, you're going to have to give up everything. You're going to have to give up all of these things. And that's just not, that's just not it. I just, that's not true. And I don't, I don't want to ever like make people feel like they have to, be restrictive or they have to give up something yeah um and I think that's why they don't continue on because like healthy eating I've been, I can say I've been eating healthy for the last five years but I've had so many donuts and so much soft drink and whatever like you know but like that it's a part of life but I still feel healthy inside so you know I think it's just knowledge and I think it's just like I guess people just needing to not think of healthy eating as negative I think mm, comes back to that balance doesn't it yeah, exactly. Like it just needs to have that balance. And I think a lot of people don't know how to how to have that balance. See that, you know, you go healthy and you drop everything or you're eating everything under the sun. So it's just you just need to have that scale tip evenly. Mm. And again, going back to your own personal journey, what was that tipping point for you? Did you start out by being too healthy and too restrictive and have to like bring it back a little bit? I think that um, I, yeah, actually, no, I did. I went into um, – healthy eating and I I started you know I took out everything but it didn't Mm. I I still felt myself being like oh like at family dinners I'd be like oh you know I can't eat that and I'd be upset about it because my whole family is like you know Greek like what do you mean you can't eat that so (laughs) the whole like so you you get you get that sort of like sadness in like around those social times when you should be when you should be you know feel happy but I went into um I went vegetarian not vegetarian um pescatarian but instead of because I thought that was like you know probably maybe a healthier option because instead of you know getting hungry jacks I couldn't eat hungry jacks anymore because it had meat in it so I would go get sushi or something like that but instead of replacing that protein I would just take it out Mm -hmm. so I didn't I just ate like you know salads but nothing in it and then I ate you know pasta but nothing in it so I would get I was so I think I, I had to end up getting an iron infusion um and it was awful because I was like so low and I felt so tired and so fatigued. And it was just like a, it was like, because, and that's purely because of knowledge. So then I thought, no, like I need to be able to have balance at the same time as being able to eat what I want. And, you know, I needed to find that balance because I was struggling and I really, really struggled with my health. And that's when I like, you know, I introduced meats again and whatever, but then I introduced it in a healthier way. So I was like, you know, if I want to eat meat, it'll be this, this, and this. And I brought it back and if I want to go have Hungry Jacks, I'll have it on a Friday night with my partner. So that's how I kind of did it. Yeah, more about that balance. Definitely. Me, me and my Hungry Jacks is like an <laughs> issue. Uh, we've all got that one little little like vice, don't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Now in terms of um, I guess you teach um, a lot of people Australia-wide but also worldwide um, wonderful cooking skills. I've learned so much from you, particularly oh, around yeah. just like cooking roasted veggies and that sort of yeah, thing. I yeah, love yeah. seeing your videos pop up in my feed. Um, do you feel like cooking skills is something that holds many people back from um, I guess living a healthy lifestyle long term? Well, I guess it, I mean, yeah, like it's because people don't know where to start. I don't know how to start. And I think, it, you know, something like that is is scary because you, know, you don't want to just go into the kitchen and just don't know what to do. So 
people just rather rather not do and get things pre-card and whatever, which is fine. But I just think that you don't need a lot of skills to be able to cook something healthy. You really don't. And I think that you can just start by starting small, you know, um, chopping up a salad or something like that. And you get better and better and you get more and more confident the more you do it. So, you know, I didn't start off, I didn't come out of the womb being like, yeah, with a kitchen knife, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, I learned it and I, you know, like everyone else can and should. So um, I think that, you know, being able to have some sort of skill in the kitchen is really important just for like, just for life really. Mm-hmm. Um but you don't need to be a, like a you know Michelin star chef. You just you need to just have like the basic set of skills, just like I do. Like you know, I burn things every single day in the oven. Like it's ridiculous that I cannot be trusted. But it's yeah, you don't need to have that crazy amount of skill. <laughs> now you are um, what you call yourself a self-proclaimed terrible cook. Terrible. What are your three <laughs> easy go-to recipes that you would recommend that? anybody can start with because I always say to my clients you need to be able to boil rice you need to cook some potatoes and you yep. need to be able to make an omelet and if yep. you can do those three things you're kind of halfway there <laughs> yeah you're almost there yeah well I think that something like a go-to recipes is something like an easy breakfast because a lot of people like will skip breakfast because it's you know they don't want to get a pan out and all that kind of stuff so stuff like overnight oats is amazing because mm. you don't have to cook anything you just literally put everything into a container mix it and shove it in the fridge so stuff like that you can't is, burn it you can't <laughs> if you're burning burn overnight it. oats you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right so stuff like that you don't need to there's like no cook recipes you know there's things like four bean mix um greek salads and stuff like that there's no cooking there as well so it's just like you know getting canned goods it's, it's all good for you um stuff like that but then when you want to go into cooking something healthy or something sorry not healthy cooking actually like on the pan or whatever something simple like you know roasted veggies you literally cut it up and put it in the oven <laughs> so there's nothing you need to actually look at and do so little things like that you can um, start with and then progress yeah and what's your tip for roasting your veggies because your roasted veggies always look so amazing they make me drool as I like scroll through your feed (laughs) (laughs) they're so well I like I just put so much seasoning on them because I'm obsessed but also I love putting um like the thing I hate the most about roast veggies is sometimes they can go like dry in the oven obviously when you're leaving them in there for too long but I put um cherry tomatoes through it Mm -hmm. so when you put them in the oven those cherry tomatoes will like burst and then they go all underneath and keep everything really really like soft it's so good there you go listeners gold tips at home (laughs) exactly (laughs) great so I love that so a couple of easy recipes in your sort of repertoire that you don't actually even have to cook a couple of recipes where you can just get like a tin of baked bean uh tin of Mm -hmm. like bean mix and then you can even buy like um calls and woolies these days are getting really which are our big supermarkets in Australia for people overseas are getting really creative about giving um, different types of salad, pre-salad mixes. Yeah, I bought a um, cow slaw the other day. There was a poke salad in, in Coles I found the other day. So yeah, you're just grabbing amazing. one of those grab-and-go salads, a tin of beans, and you've got yeah. a complete meal. You've got your protein, you've got your fibre from your beans, and you've got a great lot of um, salad as well Then for a carb so if you can exactly. just have a piece of fruit or something like that afterwards. Exactly. It's so good. It's so easy. But, like, yeah, again, people and – and then also at the same time it's really cheap. So – Yes. You know, a can of beans might be like 80 cents or however much if they're on sale. So just buy it in bulk, have that in your pantry. And you like, I have literally like 70 cans of tuna because I was like, I'm going to eat them. Like, <laughs> I bought them. I bought them in bulk. I was like, I refuse to buy them at $2 a can. <laughs> and so, three and a half years later, you're still eating that tuna. I'm still eating that tuna. <laughs> it's probably a bit moldy, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, and now what about um, cooking uh, kitchen essentials? What would you say are the top, I don't know, a couple of things that people absolutely need in their kitchen? I just think that like something like sharp knives is important, like a good knife, like invest in a good knife and you'd, you'll be fine because it's like cutting with blunt knives makes it 
harder, take more time consuming. It's more annoying. You'd never like, you can cut your fingers. So better just investing in some knives, investing in a couple of like boards, but I don't think there's anything specific you need. And also like I, like people are like, what, you know, what brand of, um, like pots and pans and stuff do you use? And I'm like, oh my God, Ikea, like <laughs> Kmart, Ikea, <laughs> like I don't care because it's like you don't have, I mean, of course you can, you know, put money into like really, really good pots and pans and you can probably have a couple, but then the rest of them you don't need, you know, three, four hundred dollar pans. I think that's the thing as well. People aren't going to want to invest in that. Like get a $15 pan from Kmart and you'll be fine. <laughs> Exactly. So start small and as you get better and more confident in the kitchen and if you want to become a Michelin star chef, you can go and purchase $300 pants. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I've got, I've got one of them and I like legit don't want to use it because I might not want to use it. (laughs) It's still in its packaging. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Love it. Now you mentioned a few times that you've worked with um, a lot of dietitians in the past. You've previously seen them yourself, which I think is wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm all about sort of experts. Um, Even these days you'd probably be yourself an expert. So experts teaching experts. I myself have seen sports dietitians in the past as well, which I think is wonderful. We all need that little bit of, um, or some eyes from the outside in sort of looking in Mm -hmm. and sort of tweaking things that we do. So did you have any sort of light bulb moments, particularly early on in your health journey, um, from working with dietitians that you sort of thought, Oh wow. Like I, I actually didn't know that or that kind of changed my life. Mm, um, well, the thing is with, um, when I didn't eat meat with the protein, um, I went in, went to my dietitian and I said like, you know, what can I do? And she gave me grams amount that I should be aiming for mm-hmm. in each meal. And I was like, okay, cool. No worries. And it said, I think it said a hundred, 120 or hundred grams of, um, roast chicken in a wrap or whatever. And then she's like, and then load it with veg and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, whatever. So then that day I went into the shops and I got some roast chicken and I got all my stuff and then I went and weighed it just because I wanted just wanted to see. Like I'm not really into weighing foods and all that kind of stuff, but I just wanted to see, you know, what it would be. And it was like almost double or triple what I would actually have put it in to put into my wrap. And I was like, how is this what I'm supposed to be eating, you know, for a full serve or for something? And I was like, I'm completely under eating in that kind of in that way and overeating in other areas. So I just need to be like, oh, actually, so when I go and eat my meals now, I'm like, no, I probably need more chicken, more veg, and then add in my carb wherever I need to. But like, I just, it like, it made me think like, oh my goodness, like maybe I do need to like think about this and weigh my food a couple of times just so I'm aware. Like it just, it's an awareness thing, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's such an important skill. I, again, am not a huge advocate for people weighing and measuring absolutely everything that they eat, but I think there is a time and a place for it, particularly if you are somebody who isn't able to reach their health goals. A lot of people say, oh, but I eat healthy, but define healthy. You know, there's no real kind of definition for it. So I think having that knowledge to be able to get a one-on-one consult and someone to say to you, this is sort of a example amounts of what you need to use to sort of nourish and fuel your body and then going and weighing it even just for a day or two to sort of see how and I think a lot of women in particular do under eat protein whether that be from animal sources or even just vegetarian sources we tend to overeat carbohydrates a little bit particularly around our time of months and then we just don't um, get enough veggies and salad and people are generally really good at that at dinner time but we don't really get much in at breakfast and at lunchtime at all exactly yeah exactly and then when we yeah when I was creating the um the guide my like the dietitian that we work with um she in house at the moment she you know we we put every breakfast we need to have this many serves of you know fruit this many serves of yoga this many serves of whatever and throughout breakfast lunch and dinner and I was coming up to with recipes with her and I was like all right what about a you know an overnight oat she's like okay where's your fruit and I'm like 
okay, yep. So what if you add banana? And she's like, okay, where's your this? And I'm like, oh my God, shit. Like, I, I can't, you know, you forget because you're like, I forget those, you, I forget you need them. And like, you know, with lunches, I was like, oh yeah, we've got some broccoli in there. She's like, that's not even half a serve. You need to add more. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. No worries. So like, even when I was creating recipes, I was learning, I was learning. Cause I thought like, you know, you look at it, you look at something, you see green, you see protein, you see a carb, you're like, okay, that's cool. And she's like, actually, no, you need more of this, less of that, more of this. And you're like, okay, <laughs> oops. <laughs> and I think wraps are big ones, um, particularly for younger people and um, uni students, even just really busy people as well. I used to mm. love taking wraps to work, but it's just you're missing all of that bulk from the fiber and the vegetables and the salad. Well, you exactly. cannot simply fit that into a tiny little wrap. And it's either no. you eat two wraps would be then would be, you know, probably a little bit too much carb, especially if you're not active, yes. rather yep. than eating a wrap with like a massive side salad. And so these days if I go to a restaurant and I order like – it might be like some sort of wrap and I'll say, can I have a side salad on the side? You get the funniest kind of looks, but yeah. you will feel so hungry later on if you're not Absolutely. eating enough of that bulk and that fiber within exactly. your lunch meal. And I think yeah. that's where a lot of people go wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I found that I would snack a lot. Like I would just aimlessly snack because I would be hungry, but that's because I didn't make my meals full from, you know, breakfast or lunch. And by the by dinner time, I would just be eating, you know, things like olives and, and cherry tomatoes because they were just there. So I was like, I just need something because I was hungry because I wasn't you know, having enough. So that was a huge light bulb moment. Yeah. And the two, those two nutrients that really do keep us full and satiated after our meals are protein and fiber. And they're yeah. typically the two nutrients I see women, um, even some men not getting enough um, or having a massive, what we call like back-ended eating. So eating a huge amount of it at dinner, like three times as much protein as what you need, but then mm-hmm. not really having much evenly distributed throughout the day, which we know there's actually research to show us that that even distribution of protein throughout the day is what's mm-hmm. most essential for health um, and particularly for weight loss and athletes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now, if there's one thing that you wish you could get out there about food or one thing that you've learned from your journey so far, what would that one message be about food that you just wish everybody could know, particularly on social media, because it can be such a frustrating place someday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, it could, it could be. Um, I think there's just the thing, the whole thing is like food is not your enemy and food is not going to kill you. <laughs> like, I think that people just need to, I guess, like what I would like to tell people is like, food tastes amazing, healthy food tastes incredible and you can make it taste incredible and you don't need to restrict. Like those things are like my biggest, like you need to be balanced and you need to be non-restrictive and then you will be fine. Like that's just, I think that a lot of people, I don't want people to stress. Like a lot of my old clients would just stress so much. They'd come to me like almost in tears because they had, you know, a chocolate bar or something like that. Like it's okay if you have that. That's what. I, that's all I want people to know. It's okay. You can be, you need to be realistic with yourself and with and balanced. Mm. Yeah. And I love that sort of like, I've always sort of followed that balance, sort of that 80, Mm. sort of 20, like eat well the majority of the time, have whatever treat. I sort of call them soul foods, like have whatever soul food you like in a small amount. Whereas a lot of people, they flip that, you know, they sort of, they eat well, like Monday to Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they kind of like blow out all weekend. Then they get to Monday again and they sort of start again, I'll eat healthy again Monday. And they don't realize that those three days has basically balanced out those four days of healthy eating that they've done. And they're back to square one by Monday. Exactly. Cause yeah, yeah, exactly. That, and that, that's, that's a good thing. Like to, like tonight, Mitch and I, um, we always have Friday night pizza and whether we make it at home or we go get pizza, like that's just our like thing that we do, but we've eaten super, like we've eaten just realistically and balancedly this whole week. And then right tomorrow morning I'll eat the exact same. So like, it'll just be this one meal that I'm like, yep, yeah, let's just, you know, we'll have some pizza and we're all fine. And then tomorrow morning, not breakfast be fine. And 
and on you go. So you kind of just need to move on from when you want to do those things because it's not a big deal. Exactly. And you just got back from um, an amazing trip around Europe. You, all your Italian food was making me very jealous. So good. <laughs> How do you, um, I guess, uh, work with healthy eating and that sort of thing, particularly because you do do quite a lot of travel um, international as well? Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, so we basically, we do a lot of research beforehand where we want to go, where we are going and what is around our area. Cause I find that when we are mindlessly walking, like we're like trying to find somewhere as good, like you just usually just, all right, we'll just get whatever. But when I'm traveling, like I need to have as much food as I possibly can because we're so, it's such an exhausting trip. So we do our research. So in, in America, we, you know, my first trip to America, I was super worried that, um, you know, I'd, I'd be eating unhealthy because they, you know, unfortunately they get a rat for being <laughs> they do, unhealthy, which is, yeah. So, but we went there and we found, um, we did a couple of research and we found this place called Chopped and then Sweet Greens and there's just salad bars everywhere. And we basically, every single lunch, we had a salad, a chicken salad, every single lunch. We went to, I think there's, they're both big, very, like, very, very similar. Um, we had a salad with like all of this stuff in it because you get to pick your mm-hmm. own. So you get to like pick your own stuff. So I did that every single day while in America. And then for breakfast, we just, we picked places that we knew one had good coffee, Australian coffee. Very important. <laughs> Top of the list. Very important. <laughs> and then um, we, you know, I just ate like eggs on toast every morning. We just did our research. And the more you, um, the more you do that, the better prepared you'll come. And then also we just, we walked a lot. We did a lot of, um, you know, we walked to and from meetings, we walked to, you know, certain sightseeing things and we just were active all day, every day. So I think that's important as well. So you don't need to worry about like, you know, I need to go to the gym five times a week while away because sometimes not realistic, Mm -hmm. but, you know, going for a walk along the beach, if you're in Bali or going to, you know, walking to a sightseeing, if you're in in the middle of Italy, like that's being active. And I think that's important too. Definitely. I love wearing my um, step my um, sort of heart rate watch while I'm out and about, particularly traveling. Yes. <laughs> I think the most I've yeah. done one day, we were in um, the middle of Japan. We did most of Osaka and most of Kyoto in one day. And we did, I think, over 35,000 steps that day. Like my feet it's were just, just aching. Nice. I remember we went to Starbucks yeah. and we were going to get coffees. And my partner was like, I want that thing with the cream on top. And normally like that would never be my order. I'm like a, normally just like a soy cappuccino kind of girl. But I was like, yeah, I want yeah, that yeah. cream thing too. And we were both just like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like we just done so many yeah, steps. Yeah. Hadn't really eaten that much all yeah. day. And we were like, this is the best thing in the whole world. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, that would be delicious. Yum. Yeah. And any other tips that you have while traveling? Because I find that that's a lot of people or they'll even, you know, like diet so hard before they come up to a holiday and be super, super restrictive, then get on holidays and just kind of blow it all out. And I just find that there's nothing worse than just eating crap all holidays and just feeling so bloated and just gross all holidays. Like you just feel awful. You've got yeah. no energy. You just, you don't even want to put your bikini on because you just feel so bloated because you're just eating so much crappy processed food. So how can yeah. we show our listeners at home? about that balance I guess more on holidays what are some other tips that you do I, I guess it, like it's well I, I mean I do I do my research but then I also I do I pick my good I pick my meals like I, I I like will literally look at a menu and be like I need to eat something that I you know pick a side salad ask for your dressings on the side all those typical things that people people do but try and find meals that are you know and especially when you are away in America portion size <laughs> eat your uh, have a look at your portions do I need to eat the whole thing (laughs) maybe not because I went to um actually just quickly side story I went to I think it was called the cheesecake factory in America and I wanted spaghetti and meatballs like that was just what I wanted and we sat down the lady they actually have the calories and kilojoules on the um menu which is Mm -hmm. I've never I've never seen it but I looked at it I was like why is one plate of spaghetti and meatballs 1500 calories 
<gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah, and I was like looking at it being like, no, that must be a must be a typo. Like error. maybe, maybe five, six hundred, I don't know, maybe like if you're out. And then actually the waiter came up and I was like, Can I ask a question? I was like, why is this so high? And she was like, Oh, are you Australian? And I was like, Yeah, she goes, Oh, welcome to America. <laughs> so I started so laughing. I was like, but I don't understand. She, she was like, Do you want to order it anyway? I was like, Yeah, why not? It literally came, it was bigger than my entire face and like the meatballs <laughs> were like my fist. They were huge and I was like, this is why, like this is why. So um, obviously went on holiday, have a look at your portions. Like do I need to mm. eat this whole thing? Would I usually eat this at home? Maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah, just be aware. It's, it's all about awareness, I think. Yeah, definitely. And not just sort of getting into that mindset, oh, well, whatever, I'm on holidays, I can do whatever I want. Like it's 10 a.m. mimosas or like let's have yeah. cocktails at you know 8 a.m. Yeah. for breakfast. It's yeah. kind of still maintaining some sort of balance. Even yeah. while you're on holidays, yes, treat yourself a little bit, but don't sort of go all out all and out. just yeah, sort of like blow it. So you get home and you're like, got to start your diet again. There's nothing exactly. worse than that. Yeah, and then when you get home, you just feel awful and then you go into the gym and you're, you're like you're, you're puffing from just being on the treadmill. So like there's no point in going all the way back just because you want, you know, yeah, balance, all about balance. Exactly. And I love, I actually um, book hotels specifically that have little kitchenettes and that sort of thing. If I'm traveling for a long period of time, like if I'm overseas in Europe for sort of like three or four weeks, I just, I love cooking my own food. And I I get to the point where if it's anything over a week, I can't eat out for more than just a week because I just crave my own, my own home cooking. So I'll book little Airbnbs or that sort of thing that have kitchens. And I actually Mm -hmm. specifically book accommodation across the road or within walking distance to a big supermarket. So when you say you do your research, I'm the same, but I'll research the supermarkets. So I can go there in the morning and get some yogurt and fruit and some nuts and stuff. And that can be my breakfast. And then I can grab a couple of bags of salad and some tofu or some tuna. And that can be my lunch. And then I'm eating out for dinner that day. And instead of eating out three meals a day, I'm saving money. I'm eating lots more sort of veggies, fibers, proteins than I would typically eating out. But I've also got still a little bit of that control around what I eat. Um, so I'm not sort of blowing out or spending too much money on on eating out and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, and and I don't, I don't even think that's being unrealistic either. Like you're you're like a lot of people are like you know conscious of budget while on holiday for mm. that amount of time. So like if you can do small things to so just you know a tuna salad will literally cost you like less than four dollars, five dollars, and instead of eating out at like you know sixty dollars with you and your you know a partner it's just yeah you can definitely save a lot of money doing that way as well exactly and within um, my group program we just had this discussion a few weeks ago about tips for traveling and one of my girls was saying that she boils eggs in a kettle and I was like that's insane I was like that is I've never even heard of that that just blew my mind I'm like people just can get so creative like I love um even taking snapback bags of like oats chia seeds and protein powder and just adding hot water to it and that's a really easy breakfast that if I know that particularly a lot of places that serve you know might serve you breakfast within the hotel is a very like western continental breakfast where it's lots of pastries Mm -hmm. lots of you know sugary cereals Mm -hmm. that sort of thing to me that's just not something that I like eating for breakfast as you said there's no protein in there I'm so hungry um so I would actually rather um, go out and find a better breakfast rather than eating it. Even some places offer you free breakfasts in the hotel as well. I would actually mm-hmm. rather, you know, bring something myself. And overnight oats, as you mentioned, is so easy. Yeah. And then even if I don't have milk, I'll just add some boiling water and let that sit for a minute. Um, or even some cold water, put that in the mini bar overnight, in the fridge yeah. overnight. And then I've yep. got a really good breakfast the next morning and find some fresh berries to dollop on top. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so it's it's easy once you start to think about like when you put your nutrition and your health first, it's easy to start 
you know, and, and continue that lifestyle on. Definitely. And the better you feel from it as well, I think the easier it is to continue that as long as you've got that balance so it doesn't feel restrictive. I think that's the exactly. biggest thing that we really want to drum home to the listeners at home. It can't yep. come from a restrictive place. It has to come from, as you said, Leah, you've been doing this for three, four, five years now. You've been healthy eating, whereas most yep. people, they last on a diet for, you know, eight, 10 weeks during a challenge, then they crack yep. and they're off the wagon again. And they start again, exactly. you know, start the next diet that comes along. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Now, in terms of your top tips for cooking delicious food, this is what I really wanted to pick your brains about. Do you have yeah. any sort of like top tip substitutions for like, I love using, um, you know, Greek yogurt instead of like cream or something like that in a recipe. What sort of yes. tips do you have as healthy substitutions, which means that you can still make your favorite food, but you can just make it that little bit healthier. I'm a big fan of, you know, making burgers or pizza, but making it a little bit healthier. So you don't feel like you have to miss mm -hmm. out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we have so much of that in there. We've got like, you know, healthy homemade pizzas. We've got um, pastas and, and burgers and all that kind of stuff that we love. Um, we've just done it in a, in a good way that it's just you can control the ingredients. So um, we like there's this thing that I purchased from the shops the other day. Um, you know, I used to marinate Mitch's meats in just, you know, the the ones you buy from the shops, like they're, they're, they're full of sugar. <laughs> they're awful. So, but you, you know, you can marinate them in that. But I found, um, and that, you know, he, and he loves them, of course, but I um, found this little jar of just like crushed up chili, crushed up garlic, and that's all that's in there. Mm -hmm. So I put that in there. I put like a little bit of salt and pepper and that's it. And he absolutely loves it. He literally hasn't even noticed the difference. <laughs> he hasn't noticed that like completely different. But making small swaps like that and actually looking at your ingredients, be like, is this full of sugar? And, um, you know, I know some things say like, you know, low fat, but like, what else is it filled with when it says low fat if it's flavored and all that kind of stuff so you just need to be aware and like things um we i like i love greek yogurt and things like curry so you mm -hmm. can change you can swap that out instead of coconut milk because coconut milk is quite you know energy dense um but changing that out for um yeah something like greek yogurt or um you know with my um we, I think we've got a curry in bear and we, instead of using like a lot of coconut cream and a lot of, we use a couple of tablespoons of yogurt and then we chop up some tomato, like fresh tomato, and that gives it that liquid as well. Um, so I guess it's just being creative of, around that stuff like that. And then using, using herbs and spices you might not have before, mm. um, you know, going to the shops, maybe getting a couple of spices and just Googling a couple of recipes being like, what can I make with this or healthy recipes with thyme or rosemary or something like that. And then creating recipes from there so just using things you usually wouldn't but um 100 i think fresh fresh herbs in particular but even the ones that you can get in little like um the like little paste sort of forms of herbs that you can yes, buy them yeah. from where the um, fruit and veggies sold, they come in little um, tubes of herbs yes. and they last forever in your fridge as well, um, which is yep. so good. But just using fresh herbs. And as you said, like if you buy a bunch of coriander for a recipe and you use like a couple of sprigs, Google or find another recipe that you can also use that coriander in so you don't waste it. But then you're also coming up with another beautiful fresh recipe because um, Vietnamese is one of my absolute favorite cuisines because I just love, oh. you know how they do the, the, um, the rice noodle salad bowl, that's one of my yes, favourite because it's just got like the yes. fresh coriander, the mint, the carrot, the cucumber, the lettuce. It's so good. Like I just love yeah, yeah, all yeah. of those flavours and the freshness of that meal. It's one of my favourite meals yeah. of all time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I completely agree. Yum. What is one of your favourite meals um, of all time? If you had a go-to meal that you that is on like repeat in your household, what would, what would that meal be? Or top um, three? <laughs> Yeah, top three. Oh my gosh. So we have, um, so Mitch and I eat there basically every, all day, every day, every week. But we have like every, each week when we do our meal planners on Sundays, I'm like, okay, what do you want? He's like, 
Eros and my um, <laughs> again. Yeah. So we have we have chicken Eros literally every single week, maybe even twice a week sometimes. Like some days we're like, we've got extra, let's have more. <laughs> so chicken Eros is chicken. Well, actually we have pork Eros, so we um, cut up some pork fillet and we have it with pork. I don't know why, but I just prefer it. But I have we have chicken Eros each week. Um, Mediterranean pizzas. So we have like I cut up like um, zucchini, eggplant, red onion, capsicum, and I cook it. And then I put it all over the pizza with like a pesto sort of base. Love it. Um, and then put some pine nuts on top and I have that. And then Mitch has his like barbecue sauce, ham pizza. It's all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we have like, we always have, um, like a homemade sort of pizza. We use a really thin, um, pita bread base. Yes. I do the same. I love so pita bread. Yeah. Pizza. Yeah. So it's amazing. Um, so we have that. And then I think we, like, we've always got chicken schnitzels and, um, burgers in the freezer so we always have them because we, we make them in bulk because it's just easier rather than having to get your hands dirty every single time yeah. um and they're always a go-to meal because they're so quick and easy and it's just like the whole family loves them you can have them if you've got kids and all that um but yeah those three are like my every week and every time so every time I put my meal planner up I get I feel guilty because I'm like I'm not changing it <laughs> every time I'm like I'm having the same meals hopefully you guys are inspired <laughs> for the 20th week in a row <laughs> I'd love um to if you told our listeners a little bit more about your chicken schnitzel because that's something that a lot of people just think that mm-hmm. they absolutely can't eat because it is and traditionally it is quite an unhealthy meal like if you go to mm-hmm. the pub and you order it you know a chicken palmy or something that is quite you know it's not the healthiest meal in the world mm-hmm. and so yeah, people can eat that yeah like make that all um a bit healthier option for themselves at home and for their family how do you yeah. you mentioned that you make it in bulk and put some in the freezer how do you sort of yeah. make your schnitzels a little bit um healthier yeah, so what we do is we get um, – we don't do the flour in the middle. Like I don't – I think it's just like an unnecessary step and it, I guess it just adds more to it. Um, so we basically get chicken breast fillet. We um, we like obviously bash it down to make it really thin um, and then we make it into small pieces but we get some panko breadcrumbs and then we just spice that. So we just use fresh herbs and spices. So we've got like, you know, parsley and um, cayenne pepper and salt and all that kind of stuff in it. Um, we just dip it in some egg, put it in that, and then we put it, um, put it into the – breadcrumb mixture and then we put it onto a baking tray with some it's called go between but it's like um sheets of like paper sort of thing that you can put in between so we basically fill a tray um and then put the go between in between and then keep continue filling and then that goes in the freezer um and then when you want them you can just take them out the morning of and pop them in the fridge and then um they defrost and then it just quick and easy either pan fry Mm -hmm. um but not with a lot of olive oil, obviously, because that can make it, you know, seep into it and make it a lot more energy dense. But you can bake them as well, and it's just as good. And I really, really like baking them as well. Um, so good. So you just put a little bit of spray oil on them, and they're fine. Um, and then what we do is we make a homemade, like, Napolitana sauce, or you can do a store-bought one that's, you know, obviously got um, no added additives and all that kind of stuff um just pour that on top and then you put a little bit of cheese on top and you put that in the oven um and then that's it and then we we actually have a little we've got we cut up some potatoes and some beans and we roast them in the oven at the same time um so you're kind of having like you know your chips your veg and your palmy that you'd get at the the pub at the shop but yeah at the pub yep but um at home so yeah it's it's actually really easy because once you do obviously the chicken takes a long time to prep but once it's in the freezer it's so easy to just to pull out that morning you're like yeah I'm gonna have the best meal but I didn't have to do any effort into that um 
So that's like one of the, yeah, one of our faves to do because it's so easy to freeze. I love it. That sounds incredible. You're making, you're making me drool at the moment. And I guess you could even <laughs> take all of that out. Like if you bake the chicken and then on another tray, bake the potato and beans, you could put that in and then yeah. go up and have a shower and check your emails and do whatnot. And you come absolutely. back down in like 30 minutes and dinner's done and it's ready. And dinner's done. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and that, that's the best bit about it because you don't have to worry about it. The baking it is so easy. <laughs> I love it. And it could be, you know, even if somebody didn't eat chicken, if they were vegetarian, they could do that with um like tofu blocks as well. Like you could sort of yeah. do the same thing with tofu. You could do it with pork. You could do it with meat. You could do it with any sort of like protein source, I guess, as well, couldn't you? Abs- absolutely. Yeah. And also like in within in Veggie Bear, we've got um, a eggplant one. So we've got eggplant, yeah, which is really, really cool. So, But we've got added, obviously, added protein into the other bits of the meal. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, eggplant was a really, really good one. It tasted so yum when I made it. It was amazing. Yum, that sounds incredible. It. It's not too, um, like the middle of the eggplant can get quite soft. Like do you do, you just slice the eggplant up raw and then you dip it in yeah. the egg and put the breadcrumbs on it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So then it kind of cooks all at the same time instead of having to like, you know, get soggy Pre-cook or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I must say I'm not a huge um eggplant girl like I'm I definitely should use it more I'll have to go back onto yeah. your page and get a bit more inspiration but yeah, yeah eggplant yeah. schnitzels sound amazing actually yeah they sound the, really the good. only thing that the thing that I wasn't really much of an eggplant person until I tried um miso eggplant have you ever tried that it's so good oh my god okay so miso paste is like um fermented beans yes. and I know that sounds awful but you mix miso paste with soy sauce and a bit of sesame oil and then you just like paste on top of the eggplant and bake it and like well, I guess roast it for like 30-ish minutes and every t- every 10 minutes you pull it out and just like put like another layer of that stuff on the top and it's literally the best thing you'll ever taste. Oh, I actually, I love miso paste. I use it as um, to make like a salad dressing sometimes. Yes, but amazing. On eggplant, that sounds great. I'm going to have to try that. You have to. It's so good, I promise. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Leah, I'd love to get um, your advice around, um, we talked a little bit more around like cost saving and that sort of thing, but what are your healthy mm-hmm. eating tips on a budget? Because I think a lot of people these days, you know, the um, things are getting a lot more expensive and we're, we're doing mm-hmm. a lot more things these days. And particularly for people who might be at high school or at university listening, they might not have a great um, or a very big budget. So how can you yes. maintain a healthy lifestyle? Um, what are your top tips or products to buy if you're on a bit mm-hmm. of a budget? Yep. So I think things um, like obviously fruit and veg, buying things that are in season because that is obviously that they're you know they're in full flight. So the cheap they'll they'll be super cheap. So as much as you can get, um, you know, purchasing raspberries at this time of year is probably going to be like you know they're eight nine dollars a punnet instead of you know middle of summer when they're two dollars a punnet. So mm-hmm. swap your berries for maybe something like frozen berries and um, you know definitely shop seasonally. Otherwise, it can get really really expensive. And especially when, and when shopping, if you can go to something like a fruit and veg grocer or something like that, that is cheaper as well because, you know, the supermarkets, they have to hike up the prices because that, you know, they're the middleman. Um, uh, as well as that, buying things like um, in bulk. So when like broccoli, I know my mum, when broccoli is on sale, I think broccoli went, went really expensive at one point, broccoli is on sale, she gets it, cuts it all up, blanches it, and then we'll freeze it into little um bags oh, wow. so then she's got yeah. like fresh veg all the time yeah so if, if anything's cheap and you just have that amount of time just to be able to do it um that can save you a lot of money a lot of time mm-hmm. um as well as I would buy I mean I buy um and cook in bulk so I always if I like tuna like I said before <laughs> if I saw it at like you know a dollar a can I'm like thank you I'll buy all of it so um I've got so much tuna and so much like you know canned goods like corn beans um like t- tomato tin tomatoes mm-hmm. I have so many of them in my cupboard because they're so easy just to whip up a quick meal mm-hmm. um so if you think if you see things on sale like and things like chicken stock and veggie stocks they're ex- they're like four or five dollars a packet or like you know a 
whatever it is, a container, but they sometimes they get down to, you know, one or two dollars. So when they are, they last for two years. So buy, you know, three, four, five, six, as many as you can fit in your cupboard and then you've got them there. Um, buying in bulk is so much cheaper and then obviously cooking in bulk so you can make pasta sauces and soups and all that from all that fresh seasonal veg that you've got and then pop it in your freezer. Um, and as well, I think the last probably one I'd say is meal prep. So meal prep obviously can save you a lot of money because you don't go and just buy lunch at work. You don't go spend, you know, $25 a, a day on your, you know, mm. your breakfast and your lunch and then you eat home at obviously spending more money. So meal prepping is a massive one. If you can do it, definitely get into doing it, get into the habit of doing it. Yeah, 100%. And are you a fan of meal prepping for the whole week or do you just do sort of like breakfast for three days and that's as far as your meal prep or do you do most of your meals? Um, well, I think meal prep, meal prep is different for everyone and whatever, like, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't have anything that I need to like rush home to and, you know, try and get them ready before I get myself ready. So I like to cook all my dinners fresh. So mm-hmm. I like to make sure like, you know, they're as fresh as, but breakfast, um, I, if I'm having overnight oats, I'll obviously prep them, but I am like obviously lucky enough to work in a kitchen. So I'll come to work, cook my breakfast and then sit down and eat. But, um, my lunches, I love having prepped because it's just easy. Mm-hmm. But, um, as for, I, like, I don't like to prep if I were, if I, you know, if I know I'm having a huge week, I don't want to prep for the entire week. Cause I don't, I, for me, I find that by the Friday, I'm not a biggest fan of the food, what the food tastes like. Yeah. So I'd rather do like from on Sundays, I do um, like my meal prep, usually my Saturday morning, I do my planner and my shopping list and I'll go grocery shopping and then I'll shove everything in the fridge, like literally in the bags. And I'm like, I'll sort you out tomorrow. I'll deal with you later. <laughs> yeah, I'll deal with you tomorrow. So then tomorrow, like when tomorrow comes, so Sunday comes, then I will do, um, I'll do my whole my whole prep or whatever, but I only really shop until Wednesday. So then I'll go back to the shops Wednesday night. Like I'm a freak. I love the shops, but like you can, you can shop the whole week. Um, so I'll go back to shops on Wednesday and then I'll do the rest of my prepping from Wednesday to like Wednesday to Saturday. And then I'm sort of done. So I just split it midweek so that I can at least, um, have fresher meals and that, but that's my, like, that's what I like, but other people, they'd, People, I've, you know, you see people making the every meal their whole week, which is great because it's just easy for them, but that's what suits them. Yeah, definitely. It is a, quite an individual thing, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And say you get to sort of like Thursday, Friday, it's been a really long week, you're absolutely exhausted. What would be one of your like super easy go-to meals? Say you wanted, you're someone who's a fan of um, eating fresh food every day. I know mm-hmm. I'm, one of my favorite meals is um, like a creamy ricotta pasta. So I do um, yeah. some ricotta, a tin of um, little brown lentils. I just drain that and then I cook some pasta yeah. and I mix it all through together. So it's like nice and creamy, but it's a bit healthier. Ricotta is higher yeah. in protein as well. So you're getting a little bit more protein to keep you full. Lentils are a vegetarian protein source. And then I'll um, just pan fry some like mushrooms, cherry tomatoes, and a bit of zucchini. And I'll mix that all together, stir through some baby spinach. Sounds like a lot, but it takes me less than 10, maybe 15 minutes, absolute maximum. Yeah. And most of that's cooking the pasta. <laughs> and that's super cheap as well. You know, you can get a, a bag of pasta for like a dollar, a thing of lentils yeah. for like 90 cents, a bit of veggies. Like that's a meal that makes me three to four serves for less than $10 and I can do mm-hmm. it in like 15 minutes. Yeah. You, the funny thing you say that, cause I was going to say, um, we always, if we're like, like, you know, banked on time, we always do chicken pesto pasta. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy. So we just put like, you know, salt and pepper on the chicken, cook that. And then same, we cook like mushrooms, cherry tomatoes, a bit of broccoli and then pasta. And then you just throw it through with pesto. And that is li- like the quickest thing. It takes us, it takes us like maybe 10, 15 minutes as well. And it's such an easy meal. And you know, sometimes that like, when we don't have we don't have just chicken hanging in the fridge. We do. We get canned brown lentils. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just the easiest thing ever. And I'm like, yep, 
done. <laughs> so funny. Super I always quick. find that towards the end of the week, I'm eating more like um, vegetarian or plant-based meals just because I'm like, I don't want to go back to shops to get some extra protein yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always relying on um, my canned um, beans and lentils and that sort of thing. Yes. And I think a lot of yes. people have that sort of like preconception that you have to like buy your beans raw and then like soak them. And then like, you know, people asking me about activating them. I'm like, I literally just buy canned lentils for 90 cents and they change my life. Yeah. So canned products guys at home, just as good, <laughs> yeah. just as healthy, even like canned um, fruit and veggies as well just as good just as healthy frozen ones as well just make sure you're washing um your canned veggies properly because a lot of um Mm -hmm. salt has been added to them to keep them shelf stable and particularly with fruit a lot of sugar a lot of the canned fruit sits in like syrup and sugar so just give them a good wash and they're absolutely just as healthy um are you a fan of frozen veggies leah do you use you obviously a big fan of fresh but where possible would you ever use like frozen veggies um, I like, I don't because I like, because I cook fresh, so I don't need to, but I'm such a massive fan of like frozen fruit. Like I love my yeah. frozen fruit. It's, it's so like, you know, inexpensive. I mean, expensive for like $10 a packet will last you forever. Um, but I do, however, my, you know, we have a chili bush at home and I swear they all come at once. And then you're like, <laughs> how am I supposed to have I'm at 300 chili? So I'll pick them up and I freeze them and they keep the color. They keep everything. You can literally grate them into a recipe and it's like, it's so good. So chilies is my like number one thing to freeze. But then, um, yeah, mum does like frozen broccoli. I, I, I wouldn't even know if she put that into a, a recipe. It's exactly the same. It yeah. tastes delicious. So I'm um, totally a fan for people um, who need it. If they, if you know, if they, if they, you know, short on time, it's an, it's a, I think it's totally fine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, particularly, I used to use frozen veggies a lot during uni, purely from a cost-saving mm-hmm. perspective. As you said, some yeah. veggies, um, particularly during the droughts that we had a couple of years ago, really um, the cost of vegetables, even bananas and broccoli were the two big bananas ones. I were remember like twenty dollars. Yeah, so expensive. Yeah, yeah. And even there are things like I saw frozen avocado in the shops, like where the rest of the frozen fruit is. I saw avocado the other day, and I was like, oh. that's really cool. <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah so cool. if, if it's time or if it's a cost factor frozen or canned fruits and veggies are just as good guys like at least you're getting some sort of fruits and veggies in don't use that as exactly. an excuse to not eat anything exactly exactly yeah and especially if people don't have like the room to keep fresh fruit like my fridge is full right now and they're like I've, I've got nothing to do with it until like, unless I'm cooking today which I am but you know if they don't want to keep all that kind of stuff fresh frozen veggies in the freezer is really easy yeah definitely all right last question for you Leah I really want to pick your brains if you had three tips for our listeners at home in terms of improving their health and nourishing their body consistently what Mm -hmm. would your three tips be maybe if somebody is more just starting out in their healthy journey or really struggling to maintain um, their healthy lifestyle if there's someone who keeps falling off the wagon who, who just tries every diet what would your tips be for someone to maintain consistency um yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I would like what I did at first, do your research and follow them, follow people that like give you inspiration and they give you knowledge and they give you like value to your life. So if you don't, if you're looking at someone's feed and you're like, well, I'm not really learning from her. I don't, I, they make me feel bad or whatever. Unfollow them and follow someone who, you know, who can give you some sort of value to your life. Like if they, you look at a recipe, like, oh, I could make that. Like, that's a good person to follow because that's mm-hmm. giving you some sort of inspiration. So do your research, make sure you follow credible people like you like yourself, like make sure you follow people that actually have the credentials that are giving the information out. That's correct. Um, or, you know, the latest scientific information, but also trying different things so as much you know as us content creators can give you something maybe try something like give it maybe like you know make yourself think like twice a week I'm going to try a new recipe or something new like a new protein or a new carb source I don't know anything that you can try that you haven't before give it something give it a different try because the more variety you have 
and the flexibility you have, the better chance you have on sticking on something because you're not going to be having the same thing. You're not going to be repeating. You're not going to be bored. So the more you can do, the better. Um, and I probably also think maybe track, like not tracking calories, not tracking all that kind of stuff, but track how you're feeling, like your like your actual mental, emotional. Like I'm feeling, you know, pretty average today. I want to be able to eat healthier and blah, blah. And then note your blocks. Like what is that? Why, like why are you feeling like that? Why can't you do this? And how are you going to, you know, put something in place so that you can do it. Um, and then also if it is weight loss for you, track things that aren't just your way. So track things like your measurements and maybe um, like like your mental and emotional, how you're feeling and, um, you know, how good you're, like are you at the gym, are you doing higher reps, heavier weights, track all that kind of stuff so you can keep yourself motivated. So it, obviously some people weight's fine and um, but I think there's so much more than you, that you can track. Like I want to know if I'm increasing my weight to the gym I want to know if I'm increasing my fitness can I run longer can I am I fitter you know mm-hmm. am I feeling better in myself am I am, you know if I'm losing centimeters that's great but like I want to make sure like tracking is a thing that will keep you on track I think so yeah something like that I love that. And I love that it's just not, it's sort of like tracking your health as a whole. Like I always say to my clients, track your digestion, track your skin. How often are you going to the bathroom? Is it, you know, Mm -hmm. are you struggling to go to the bathroom? Because even that's a sign of improving your health. If you're, you know, going to the bathroom more regularly, which people don't really talk about, but a lot of people, if they're not eating great, their their bowel motions aren't great as well. And then tracking Mm -hmm. how you're sleeping, how full and satisfied you feel after a great meal. Like you, you know, you had a really great lunch packed full of fiber and veggies and additional protein. And you didn't even feel the need to eat at afternoon tea time because you could get all the way through to dinner because you felt so full and satisfied. So all of those are wins, whereas the scale, it's just a one-dimensional number. Sometimes it doesn't reflect all those other wins on all those other positive health benefits that we can see from eating better Mm. and um, eating more fruits and veggies and that sort of thing. I think people get so obsessed over the scale. So I absolutely love that tip that you gave our listeners. Yeah. Oh, great. Cool. Awesome. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Leah. Now, um, for those people who have been living under a rock who maybe don't have Instagram or social media, (laughs) where can people find you, reach out to you, um, website, email? Yep. So I've obviously got my Instagram, my Facebook, so it's at Leah at Zenus. Um, and then my website is leahatzenas.com. There's free recipes there. We have our eating guides there as well. Um, but yeah, come and find me. <laughs> and Bear is something that runs um, all year long. Like people can sign up when, whenever they want or do you do specific intakes during the year? No. So it's, it's whenever like whenever that person wants to start eating healthy or wants that, you know, a new boost or a refresh or anything like that, um, they can, you know, they can purchase and they can come in. We're about to actually start a six-week challenge sort of like a starting your healthy habits and and continuing on and how to maintain and we're actually doing a lot of those um you know mental and emotional um I guess tracking forms <laughs> we've, we've made them you know documents that they can write in they can really like choose their goals and you know it might it might not be weight loss for some people but someone might want to just you know eat healthier and have five meals a week or something like that with their family so um we've done all that kind of stuff so we're about to start that really really soon which is cool but yeah, you can join whenever. We're, um, we're always here to help. And um, yeah. Amazing. And if, if eating healthy and, you know, starting afresh and, and wanting more variety is something that you want in, please go and check out Leah's Instagram, but also her website. As she mentioned, she is in the kitchen filming hours and hours and hours of recipes yeah. and content every <laughs> yes. day. Um, I hope you get to eat those recipes that you that you Absolutely. make as well. <laughs> good, good. Absolutely. Probably like cold by the time you're done, like seven hours later. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm eating it on the car on the way home, but still good. <laughs> amazing. All right, guys, if you want a lot of recipe inspo, go and check Leah out. Her page is absolutely amazing. And I am off. I'm going to go make some miso eggplant. That sounds incredible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much. All right, we'll chat to you guys in the next podcast.